0: Hi there, I'm Lane and this is Property Explained. These are my words and now I'm going to read them to you. Episode 29, what happens at settlement for my new build? Settlement is the final step of buying a new build property. It's the point where your off the plans property emerges from the paperwork and is finally able to be walked through and admired. But before your name is put on the title as a proud new owner, there are still a few things that you need to do, including paying for it. So in this episode, you'll learn what triggers the settlement date and who you need to engage in the time leading up to settlement to make sure that everything runs smoothly and on time. So let's get started. The trigger for knowing that settlement is coming up is either going to be your code compliance certificate or your title is issued. Whichever one comes last out of the two is the trigger. Once these are issued, your solicitor will provide you with the settlement date and normally you will have 10 working days between now and then but it could be as short as five or seven working days. So this is your warning now. Make sure you check your sale and purchase agreement for the number of working days you have before settlement because considering all the things that need to be organized, the time frame to settlement can be alarmingly short. So it's a really good idea to talk to your developer about their timelines so that you can prepare well in advance. Okay, so before the code compliance certificate is issued, the formal inspection must be booked and if you're an Opus investor, your client relationship manager will tell you when this is happening. But because you will have already been receiving monthly updates on the builds process, it's likely that you will be expecting the news. The notification email of this inspection will be copied to your mortgage broker and your property manager, and that's because both of these people have very important roles to play at this time. But I'm going to get to that in a minute. Some delays during this time are expected, and often inevitable, especially when raw materials don't show up or if a build is awaiting resource consent. And this is particularly true for builds in Auckland. Regardless, any delay should be managed and shouldn't overrun the contract's sunset date. Once the final inspection is completed, the developer usually makes contact the same day. The letter or document will usually say something along the lines of great news, the property has passed its council inspection. Following this inspection, pass, a code compliance certificate will be issued. And the length of time it takes to issue a co-compliance certificate varies widely between councils. For example, in Rolleston, that's in Canterbury, it's the next day. If you live in Auckland, it can be up to 20 working days. For non-OPUS investors, the developer will also notify you when the final inspection is booked and the results of the inspection. So don't worry, you'll know either way. What is a co-compliance certificate? A co-compliance certificate or CCC in the article that you're reading, because it's quicker, is a document issued under Section 94 of the Building Act 2004, which basically says the building work matches the building consent given by the council. So put simply, it's a formal statement saying that the property that's actually being built is what it promised to be. If there are some things in the final product that differ from what was originally consented, the developer will have to make amendments. For example, one of the properties that Opus recommended to investors in Auckland needed all the vanities changed because they didn't match the initial sale and purchase agreement. So what happens if there's no title? Currently, the standard sale and purchase agreement that we use here at Opus states that settlement is 10 working days following the code compliance certificate or the issue of title. Title is the legal description of the land the property is on, along with a record of who owns it. And most of the time, a title is issued well before we get to settlement, but not always. For example, in Rolleston, where the land the development will be built on is purchased, a title is issued before the build has even begun. But, say, in Auckland, where developers build on a subdivision, the title process starts once the slab is down. So that way, the developer knows the boundaries for each parcel of land and can then apply for title for each unit. So the 10-day settlement timeline starts from either the day the CCC or the title is issued, whichever one comes later. So what do I need to organize in the 10 days prior to settlement? Once the building is finished, the final inspection is complete, and the co-compliance certificate and title is issued, you now have 10 days, generally speaking, before you pay up. So I'm now going to go through exactly what you need to do to get ready to settle on the property. First person you need to engage with is your mortgage broker. You need to get back in touch with them, and in an ideal world, they will have been kept in the loop at every point of the process, so they won't be surprised when you call. Yes, you've already talked to them a lot during due diligence, but your pre-approval has likely expired, so your finance pre-approval has likely expired during the time it has taken for the bill to be completed. In some cases, your pre-approval may last for three months, while construction can take two years, so you'll need to go back to the bank to get the funds approved. Some mortgage brokers panic because it's a short amount of time to turn around the funds. So you will need to go over your application form and check that your financial situation hasn't changed drastically since your first application. For example, if your income hasn't changed but you've had two kids and decided to get that new car, you may now struggle to get the funds approved. This means going through the lending application process again, including providing copies of bank statements and pay slips. A mortgage broker will also need a Valuer's Completion Certificate. A registered valuer is the eyes and ears of the bank, and its certificate basically says, yes, this property is worth X amount and is ready to be lived in. The mortgage broker takes this, along with your updated loan application, and sends it to the bank's approvers. This process needs to start well before the co-compliance certificate is issued, and that's because it might take 7 to 10 days before the valuer can view the property, and then it might take 5 days for the valuer's report to come through. Then you still have to factor in the time that it takes the bank to consider the application and give their approval. Before you know it, you may have run out of time. Again, that's why you want to get all these balls rolling once you know the council's inspection is booked. There's also a pre-settlement inspection. Before you pay for your property, you're probably going to want to know that you're getting what you paid for, right? This is why it's important to do a pre-settlement inspection and a defects check. This is your chance to walk through the property to see the near-finished product and to note down anything that you are not happy with. If you're an OPES investor, we'll organize this and arrange for a building inspector to come and do the defects check for you. Otherwise, if you're buying directly off a developer, you'll liaise with them. We highly advise using a building inspector, regardless of whether you're an OPES investor or not. This is because they complete the defect check for you and they have the skills, the knowledge, and the tools to identify structural and cosmetic issues. These defects are then put into a report and given to the developer so they can fix these defects before settlement. While the council's final inspection checks for things like insulation, drainage, and roof problems, it won't check the finer details. So you'll tend to pick up on things like if the letterbox has the right numbers on it, or if the toilet seat is loose, or if the seals around the shower are up to scratch. These are the things that you or your building inspector will spot at an inspection. If you are still unhappy with a few aspects of the build at the settlement, you can either retain some of the funds to make sure the builder returns and fixes them, you make an adjustment in the price, or insist that they are fixed before settlement. It's important to note that the property probably isn't going to look its best at a pre-settlement inspection because it hasn't had its final clean. But it's really nice to be able to see and touch the end product. Logistics around how the home works are also covered off during this walk-around. For example, you'll learn how the keypad lock works, if there is one, and where the garbage bins are kept. An important step not to be missed during this process is getting a chattel's valuation. If it's not nailed down, glued in, or directly a part of the building, it's a chattel and you can depreciate it so you pay less tax. This includes letterboxes, carpets, curtains, light fittings, appliances, and even driveways. Over time, Parts of the rental property become worn out and need replacing. These parts are called chattels. And the decrease in value is called depreciation. Investors who depreciate the chattels of their rental property can use this as a way to minimize the amount of tax that they pay. For instance, if you own a property that has, say, 50 grand's worth of chattels, you could save as much as $16,500 in tax over time if, on a 33% tax rate, and appreciating the chattels correctly. Here at OPES, we recommend using a company called Valuet. Next on the list is an insurance broker. This is extra important if less than five properties are in the development. And this is because properties in a development of five or more will have one insurance policy assigned to the whole group and there is no wiggle room to change it. And there can be a reasonable amount of confusion about this with investors thinking that because they are buying a fee simple title, that they can choose the insurer when in reality they can't. But this one-for-all policy is for a good reason and usually works out to be a bit cheaper on a group discount. You will need to do this to find out who the insurer is to get your landlord's insurance. Also, if you want landlord's insurance, then you need to use the same insurance company as the one insuring with the rest of the building. If you aren't getting in touch with an insurance broker, then you must get in touch with the residence association or the body corporate. And the final person on the list is the property manager. Your property manager is someone that needs to be kept in the loop at all times around settlement because you don't want any mucking around when it comes to finding tenants. Getting the property filled should be top of mind for any investor buying a property that doesn't already come with tenants. Ideally, you want to settle on Friday and have tenants move in on Saturday. To make that happen, ask your property manager to talk to the developer as soon as you know the council inspection has been booked. That's not just so they can begin advertising the property, but so that they can organize the healthy homes and meth test. But this can be a juggle when it's a new build. Yes, you can rent the property without the tenant seeing it, but videos and photos are only so much of the story. Photos should attract a person to the property, but you do want the tenants to see it for themselves. But the developer doesn't have to allow access because technically they still own the property, so this isn't always possible. That's why you want your property manager and developer to work well together because oftentimes the developer will allow it, if they know. One final thing to be aware of with new builds is sometimes delays crop up and the settlement date can be pushed out by a couple of weeks. If you already have a tenant signed up for the property and the settlement date is pushed out, then you're responsible for housing that tenant regardless. And that can mean paying for their motel accommodation. So the key message here is you don't want to advertise the property too early either. Your property manager can advise on how best to manage this. So what happens on the day of settlement? Settlement is when the property officially changes hands. The bank will advance the funds to your lawyer, who handles the money and transfers it to the vendor's solicitors. Once they have done that, they get the title put in your name. The solicitors will confirm the transaction has gone through and congratulations, it's a done deal. Your property manager will then collect the keys and start their job of managing the future tenant. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll already have one. At this stage, it's a good idea for the investor to take this time to enjoy a large, well-deserved glass of champagne. Good luck.